Hello, baby. Riddle, riddle me this, Spencer. Riddle. If there was a movie called okay. Ghost Window, <laughs> okay, <laughs> would you would you greenlight the movie? And and think I, think of it as you are Shobo, the Showbiz King. Um, I mean, as Shobo, the Showbiz King. Yeah. So for <laughs> a little peek behind the curtain, we were just discussing. A, he, I said Ghost Window, or no, Ethan said Ghost Window, and then said that should be the name of the movie, and then I said that that's a dumb name for a movie, <laughs> and now he's insisting on relitigating it on air. That's right. As Shobo oh. the Showbiz King, I would need I would need an elevator pitch. Okay. I would need to know the stars attached. And honestly, I would need to know, is this similar to another recent horror movie that was a hit? Because that's the only way I would greenlight it. Well, maybe if we were in the early 2000s, where, like, you know, movies like Ghost Ship, and uh, that's the only movie from the early 2000s I can think of with the name Ghost in the title. Ghost Town? Um, Ghost Town? Ghost Town. Ghost Dad was 80s or 90s. And also it stars Bill Cosby, so we can't uh, do anything with that. Ghost Rider? There is, of course, Ghost Rider. There was... But we all know... Ghost uh, Story. Okay. Well, I was saying the issue we were talking about a little bit earlier was... Is ghost is the ghost window scary? And I was. Saying, I still well, don't think it's scary. Well, well at off, least the title doesn't tell me anything. Like it's just a go, silly. Does ghost ship tell you anything? Yeah, it tells me there's a ship with ghosts in it. Ghost window again. It's like ambiguous. Like you you said, it's like oh, it's the wind. It's the ghosts looking out the window. But even then, that's still pretty passive. Like the only thing I could think of ghost that's scary town? about windows. It's a town full of ghosts. The only thing I could scare, think of that's scary but, about but, but a window is falling out of it. The ghost town movie's not scary. The ghost town movie's not. It's, isn't that like Ricky Gervais or something? Like some rom-com thing? Or, no, I don't know. Is oh, that the no. one where he dies and then he's like lives out? He like has to haunt somebody? I don't know. Yeah, or what about gr- Ghosts of Girlfriends Past? How about, how about Extras? Now, that extras? was scary. Yeah, with Ricky Gervais. <laughs> what about, well, you know, as long as he doesn't have cancer, right? Well, no, well, he, he doesn't. He needs he, it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's it's his patient actually who has it. Yeah. Uh, well, look no. up the Liam Neeson clip from <laughs> Extras, everybody. It's a good. It's a it's a funny video. <laughs> it's one of the best things I, that I keep continually rewatching. Speaking of continually rewatching, we're going to talk about continually rewearing clothes, and sometimes right? not rewearing for a very long time. That's right. We are style and direction. We we, we are Venom. <laughs> <laughs> enter the carnage yeah enter the carnage coming out i'm so scared i know that we've we've mentioned we've mentioned this like in the bonus episode or like last week or something like that um but i am since that movie just got delayed and dune got delayed i am so scared that not only will king's the king's man be delayed yet again but if james bond gets delayed i am so i'm so mad you're gonna I'm have not to, mad. I'm not have to pop a cyanide tooth that's not actually gonna kill you it's do just you know destroy your jaw what hydrogen cyanide does that's my impression of javier bardem as the as the uh famed ba- uh, i would say batman bowser, <laughs> or bowser? <laughs> as, as, as the uh, famed bowser <laughs> yeah bowser james bond we've need, we need you to face your strongest villain yet bowser Bowser. he's kidnapped <laughs> the queen <laughs> he's in the mushroom kingdom 
I want to see what kind of gadgets Q would give James Bond to, to kill a Koopa. Hello, Bond. We've got a new invention for you. It's called a mushroom. It's called a tanuki suit. <laughs> a tanuki suit. It allows you to fly. What does it do? Yeah. <laughs> and bring the piece, bring them back in one piece, Bond, please. Not in pieces. That's my impression of... Fuck, what's his name? Who's the actor? He's like fucking... He's in like... Um, well, he's the voice of Paddington Bear. Yeah. National Treasure. Oh, Paddington. Paddington. <laughs> what yeah, if Paddington was in the Bond film? <laughs> James Bond, Bond we, have a new, we have a new partner for you. <laughs> Hello, Bond. Have you tried giving Bowser a piece of mama? Oh, Bowser's, Bowser's in this one. This is yeah, he's fighting Bowser, and he has to have. He's got to use Paddington Bear. Can someone draw this, please? We've been saying this. We we want it. <laughs> I, I want Daniel Craig, Paddington Bear, and Bowser. All and in then, the same uh, movie. Yeah. What, 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 Anything what, else? What, what, what? I think we could throw in one more thing. Okay. Um, A ghost window. <laughs> the ghost window. <laughs> James, James Bond. <laughs> Bowser's James hiding Bond. behind the ghost window. Yeah, the movie's called James Bond at the Ghost Window. It's not yeah. even. It's not even like a typical thing where like the the name is like a pun. It's just James Bond and the blank, <laughs> like, like Harry Charlie Potter. and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Oh, Harry uh, Potter's in it too. <laughs> yeah, old old Harry, old Harry, old, old Harry. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, I'm gonna help you stop this Bowser guy with magic. <laughs> I'm gonna jump in. Like this is like eventually, like every movie is gonna be like this. Every movie is just gonna be created by an algorithm, and it's just gonna no, be this. No, I mean that's what that's what Free Guy was. I don't want to get. I mean, okay, so if I get full disclosure, if you guys have been watching my story, I, like I could not sleep because I was analyzing the score to Free Guy. Um, but in it, there's a couple of shout outs for something which I feel like is actually better than like the Warner Brothers movie. Hmm. Space, Jam, Space Jam 2. A new legacy. Enter the Carnage. <laughs> Space Jam 2. We are Space Jam. <laughs> they, should, they should have Bugs Bunny say that. Hey, Doc. <laughs> we are Space Jam. I would, I would be terrified if Bugs Bunny got a hold of the symbiote. <laughs> I think the havoc that he would unleash would be just like... It would be, a, it would be like a think? disaster. You think it'd be like bugs in drag, but as a symbiote? <laughs> well, the more I think of it, I think it would just play out exactly like the mask. Because that's kind of the plot of the mask is a guy who's obsessed with like old cartoons uh, gets a hold of... I've never of... seen the mask. Well, like that's... The... Yeah, so Jim Carrey is like an animator who like loves like old Chuck Jones cartoons, which is why he does all the Chuck Jones shit when he becomes the mask. Like he, you know, is... He pounds the table and his head turns into a wolf or whatever. Um, when, to be fair, who who doesn't do that? Like, I mean, yeah, I do that too all the time. Anytime I see a pretty lady, my head turns into a, a whistle. A pretty lady, you know, <laughs> okay. like the you know, like the English uh, coffee shops. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly like that. Like anytime, well, when so when you were in London, you were like, oh, like all yeah. the time. I was just I, I was an American werewolf in London, man. I was like, I was that the whole time. What if American Werewolf was like just that, like like a fucking zoot suit wearing wolf going around? Like he's he's not actually like killing anybody. He's just like super horny. He's just like <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Is, always is that, standing uh, at lampposts. That? That that's Tom Cruise, right? Tom Cruise in no, not an American, Ameri not uh, American Werewolf in London. I can't remember the name of the actor, but it's not Tom Cruise. 
Well, Tom Cruise was in no vampire. American he was vampire. in Interview with a Vampire. Oh, interview with a Vampire. Or is there it maybe Interview with the Vampire? I can never remember. It's, it's one of those. What about um, what about, what about Interview things. with a Vampire Weekend? How about Interview uh, with Enter the Carnage? <laughs> we are the weekend. What if it was the weekend? Like Lady- the weekend? Yeah, like I you like know, it. the actual one. Um, like Saturday Sunday. Uh, anyway, guys, we are Style Direction, a major podcast at The Stuffiness. My name is Ethan M. Wong. My name is Spencer Adi. And today we are talking about uh, archiving your own clothing. Now, I want to say first off, like, there's, uh, we, we actually put this as a preview in the Discord because like, hey guys, give us your notes of like what you want us to like kind of approach with this because this has been a topic that we've discussed in the Patreon Discord if you want to join in, patreon.com slash Direction, worth your $5, I think. Absolutely. Um, and I think this concept kind of started out with uh, with our friend JTR, where he kind of talks about archiving clothing, or maybe as a better way of saying it, holding on to your clothing and not yeah. selling it. Like, that's kind of... I think we used the term archiving because we were talking about in the post-pandemic menswear episode and the lost episode that was on stream that was a great conversation that was unfortunately removed by Twitch because we accidentally had music playing um, no it's like, like we didn't even have music playing it was it was a tool that allows yeah, you to it, play music it, well it re- it's supposed to uh, it's supposed to remove the royalty free yeah. music that you're using but there's a glitch where if you do it like in a weird way without like looking at the permissions your audio of the tw- like your 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 microphone audio is in the same cha- twitch channel as the music and then so when when twitch pulls it uh it pulls everything anyway is, that's again, some behind stupid. the scenes <laughs> Yeah, a little behind the scenes from the things yeah. like, like three months ago. Um, but in that one, we talked a little bit about how one of the big things happening in fashion in general, and of course, this has happened for a long time, but kind of resurgence, you know, with Grailed and, and you know, these resellers that people are starting to buy previous collections of stuff from designers. Like, it's not about, like, the latest release. It's kind of anti, you know, spon- like sponsorship, not sponsorships, uh, anti-drops um, and everything where you, instead of yeah. buying a new thing, you're buying, like, oh... Like, the, the hype is, I got this, like, 1995 Issey Miyake pair of pants that you can't really get unless you were, you know, trolling grailed for it or something like that. And so, mm-hmm. we kind of liken that to, well, instead of buying or commissioning a new piece for menswear, maybe you just kind of bring back something from your own archives, you know. And maybe we'll also talk about, you know, buying older Drakes versus new Drakes. That's kind of related. But, yeah, you know, so we, we had this idea about, like, archiving stuff. And this is something that's not really... Uh, that might that might be new to some people in menswear because a lot of people who get into it are all about upgrading. You know, mm-hmm. like you know, you start out with like H and M, J Crew, then you get Spear McKay, then you do Ring Jack, then you start doing Bespoke. And so this idea of holding on to old things can be new to other people. But for us, Ethan and Spencer, um, we've been doing this for a long time. Like oh, not yeah. just being I into mean, menswear, but we just hold on to our clothes. Yeah, and so yeah, that's the one thing I noticed. Like when we posted this in the Discord again. Yeah patreon.com slash style direction five bucks a month uh everyone was talking about like oh yeah i don't hold on to shit like like (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're alone on this yeah um but yeah this is again one of those things that i think uh one of these free behaviors yeah (laughs) that comes from uh getting into like vintage collecting early on because that's like so yeah as you said like a lot of people uh upgrade their wardrobe but the thing is not to brag but a lot of the stuff that we were buying early on was like already like you know pr- pretty good or it, yeah. if not like good what we were looking for, uh, and also we got it for generally pretty cheap. 
Um, so yeah, it's like it, we, I mean, also, you know, the other thing with vintage collecting is it's not like you, you can't walk into a store and see like, you know, seven variations of the same item in like three different sizes or whatever. It's like ev- almost everything is going to be like one of a kind essentially. And so if you, if you don't get it right there, or if you decide to sell it later, chances are you will like never see it again. Uh, so that's. Yeah. That's that is like you know what um, uh, I think has influenced us even to this day. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's a very weird thing to kind of start out with with vintage in mind because it's like and a lot of the guys that we've met in the vintage community have like kept a lot of their stuff, you know. And I want to say also at the top here, you should get rid of something if it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of like, I, you know, we'll get into how we, because uh, John asked us this, how we divest clothing. And more often than not, it is usually when things do not fit anymore. But if, it, you know, if it doesn't, there's kind of like no reason not to keep it. Uh, of course. Other than, well, I mean, other than like, yeah, space. Damage and stuff. And then Just... space and everything. But, but a lot of vintage people that we know have a lot of their stuff. They kind of this is stuff it. that yeah, they, the stuff that they've like bought like 20, 30 years ago. Like when mm-hmm. like when they were like thrifting in the early nineties, they like found a suit, and they've like kept it through now. And I mean, like I gotta admit, like I also like as cheesy and Reddit as it is, I also do kind of like the idea of you know quote unquote like buy it for life. Um, so if I can find like a you know for example like a really good I don't know like winter jacket or something. Um, I am, I, I, when I buy it, I kind of have the expectation. It's like, okay, I hope I can wear this for like, you know, if I could wear this for 10, 20 years plus, that would be cool as hell. Right, right, exactly. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that too, because I think, uh, again, spoiler alert for the rest of the episode, but I think the thing that we also tend to keep are like winter stuff because Mm -hmm. that one can just last a long time. Um, and vintage does it better, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, you know, like this idea about archive i i guess it's just kind of odd because a lot a lot of people do think you know everything is a constant journey people's tastes don't change as much um or sorry they, 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 our tastes don't change as much but other people's tastes change continually um like our friend kiyoshi in the in the discord i think kind of you know is very mindful of you know what is hashtag menswear mm-hmm. and um i don't put words in his mouth but you know like okay he he realizes you know his lifestyle doesn't support everything all the time right like for example um you know especially for me and spencer like you know when we first start out you know wearing ties every day is great great and then now we know we wear a lot of like western wear just like kiyoshi will wear like you know he's commissioned like his own version of a western shirt or whatever and so a tie doesn't really make sense anymore especially when you're in a in a very uh client focused thing we want to match the energy and we're going to have that as an episode at some point (laughs) matching energy um still developing the, the notes on that one but you know if, if your life really isn't conducive for certain pieces, some people kind of, you know, relieve themselves of those particular items. Like for Kyoshi, it's mm-hmm. neckties. Um, for Spencer, for a little bit, it was a little bit of sport coats. I mean, but also the same for me, too. I got rid of a, little, a couple of other sport I mean, it's, I I'm still anymore. in the midst of it because as as I think yeah. I've said, like all my all my suits were like vintage. And now, yeah. I, although I still like vintage details, I don't necessarily uh, like most of my suits. <laughs> so right. I'm like, you know. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the difference here is that Spencer and I are, t- even though our, our our like our evolution has been quite exponential, I think the through line, as we've discussed in POV, has largely been the same, mm-hmm. and so we tend to retain all this kind of stuff. 
uh, a lot of vintage guys obviously have kind of made the decision to stick with it for life. I mean, again, it's been a while since we've been in the vintage community, but a lot of them, like we said, keep their stuff. And their stuff is kind of special. Maybe we think of it this way too. So um, in addition to, you know, everything being one of a kind or whatever, um, and, you know, the, if you're staying the same size, and why not keep it? Um, but one thing that they do is keep something for reproduction or reference. Now, that yes. is kind of a big thing where, you know, I think for vintage people and kind of by extension, Ethan and Spencer, we know that eventually we're going to it's going to be crazy difficult, even more even uh, compared yeah, to now. Even now, it's getting like way, like way more difficult to find stuff like pre 1960s. Like I do eBay searches like every, every like I'm not like buying as much anymore. But like, yeah, whenever I go on eBay, like shit that used to be like under fifty dollars is now like two hundred or more. Yeah, I mean vintage, which is sports shirts are not like forty yeah. bucks anymore. They're like at least like eighty now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's an idea, right? So like, we know it's gonna be finite. So why not keep it so you can reproduce it later? You know, and mm-hmm. we've seen that a lot and now. A lot of people have reproduced stuff, and people, you know, we've a lot of vintage guys do that with with stuff that's in like really poor condition. Yeah, uh, like you can find stuff on eBay or at you know vintage sellers. Like you've done this with a, or kind of did that with a leather jacket, I guess. Where yeah, I, gave, there was... I, I don't know if they ever did it, or maybe it's in Rob's personal collection but, or reproduction. No, yeah, you know. but anyway, like yeah, you found on eBay uh, a, a really rare, like you know, two tone leather, like uh, or two tone like yeah. leather jacket from the '30s with a bunch of like cool zippers and pleats. Yeah, I and bought all, it, all the, and it turned out to be worse condition than I thought it was. Basically, but it was like really cheap, right? It was like less than a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, which, pretty good. Yeah. And I sold it basically for that. Like I just got my money back. Um, and uh, yeah, a, a Rob from Joyride Vintage took it and he said he was going to reproduce it. I haven't seen it. You know, maybe he, again, maybe he just hasn't gotten around to it. This was years ago, maybe, or maybe he did. But yeah, you know, there's an idea also, about... It's also yeah. like, you know, difficult to <laughs> reproduce clothing, which... I'm yeah. Sure. I mean, hey, I feel like now Damon could, Damon Montsevice of Montsevice, yeah. you know co um could probably reproduce i mean he's reproduced cossack jackets and everything like that and so i think one thing that i i you know i got into vintage menswear in like what 2014 2013 and then i got like more into the menswear industry about like 2015 16 and then worked at scott chang in 2017 like so there was this idea that you know as i was trying to pivot my career into this i'm like oh well it's not impossible that i could reproduce this stuff it's not like i'm like you know a random lawyer who has no connections like now it's like oh reproducing can actually happen so it makes sense for me to keep stuff because and i'm sure we all know this photographs aren't enough sometimes yeah. you know so it makes sense to have the original piece you know i don't really believe in buying just to reproduce but it's one of those things where like you know like if i had like a 1930s shirt and which i did and it's like okay um i want to make this again i don't wear this 1930s shirt maybe it's too small for me or maybe like you know the pattern's kind of weird or i don't you know i don't know but like oh i want this generic design on an oxford shirt i can just take this and then bring it to the tailor to make and so that's kind of one reason that we kind of keep things um we'll get more into how we approach our wardrobe in a second um but i mean like yeah like that's you know keeping stuff to be reproduced later on um and hopefully that piece is also still wearable also at the same time you know like Mm -hmm. like like I think I've compared to like my um, vintage sack jackets to like modern like ring jacket, you know, to kind of or to kind of get like a custom jacket made. Like, okay, I like this shoulder measurement or whatever. It helps it if that thing still fits you, <laughs> and so you can yeah. still show them and everything. 
Um, but the other reason is to kind of keep it for like kind of display's sake, or kind of like as like just literally like an art piece. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. because I mean that's like that's the yeah that's the other thing with like uh, with vintage clothing. At least I mean you know like my the thing that I that I have is a a tie from the nineteen thirty six election that has a very creepy like hand painted portrait of FDR and it says like vote for Roosevelt. Yeah, um, the zombie tie. The zombie FDR tie. And so, like, yeah. I thought, I don't know, like, I, I, one of the reasons I like vintage clothing is, you know, I've talked about, like, I just, I'm, I, I find history interesting. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, if you find, like, you know, and if you're, I don't know, textile, in, like, uh, history, I think is cool. I love looking at old clothing just for the construction and seams and, like, all the details that go into yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, it, like, you know, I think, yeah, like if I had something that didn't fit me anymore that was just like sick as hell, if I had the space for it, I would happily put it on a mannequin or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that's that's really one uh, the other part of for vintage. But in terms of wearability, I'm I'm sure it gets a little bit more nuanced because it really ma- matters. You know, how much can your literal wardrobe or closet support that's, mm-hmm. that's probably a big factor and also how you approach clothing i think spencer and i approach clothing much differently i i just thought of this um analogy here where i'm like you know a lot of people obviously in the discord have said that they um sell off stuff but i i think maybe it's like it's like a it's like a record collection you know where you know you go in you know you go in phases right like you don't obviously you don't listen to every record every day and some days you pull something out and you go okay i want to listen to this jazz album here or this rock album put it on and you you know and then you go in phase and you start collecting rock albums and you know and everything like that and then maybe like a couple months later you're like oh i I miss this jazz piece so you put that out out there like it doesn't make sense to go okay well now i'm in jazz so i'm gonna get rid of all my rock <laughs> records I'm you know listen to jazz from now on yeah i, I feel like i mean yeah i think it it's, it's yeah work. it's gonna de- it's gonna depend on how you approach style if you want to be like oh, i want the freedom uh to do a bunch of different looks in a bunch of different genres or I really want to, you know, focus on this one look, this one style, and like really hone it and develop it. Um, and I think I think you and I like the freedom to kind of experiment a little bit more. I mean, I I think we just we're both like collectors in a sense, yeah. right? Like we both keep like all of our books that we read. Like I I mean I get it. There there's people now who heck have like audiobooks. Like okay, when once then you delete the data of the old one, right? And you have the new book. I get that. But I like reading physical books just to have them. And then mm. I, if I want to reread them or re-reference something, I will take it, you know? Um, like records, mu- you know, movies. I mean, it's like shoes, right? I mean, maybe some people have one pair of shoes, I guess, you know? I mean, there, there will always be this kind of pushback between us. A, I don't know if maximalist is the right word because, like, we're not, like, maximizing, maximizing. But, like, there's a, like... We just, we're between- not minimalists. Is, we're not uh, minimalists. I, yeah, not you minimalists know. is, I think, the way to put it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know, like, I like having three bags of chips because sometimes you feel like eating <laughs> Cheetos one day, and then some days you feel like eating Lay's, but at that switch, I don't fucking throw away the the half bag of Cheetos. I'll save it for a day I want to eat Cheetos, you I know? just like variety. Yeah. But I can see the, the argument coming from other people like Kiyoshi were saying, but what happens if the chips become stale? Like, not everything is as fresh in the uh in the current time right which is true um but maybe we i mean i famously still eat stale chips because again i sometimes i take a break famously famously, uh, mj knows this it's mainly because until the pandemic 
um, I didn't have the clips for my chips. And I think during that time, my dad just bought a bunch of them. And I was like, oh, finally. And so now I can actually literally have fresh or close to fresh chips each time as opposed to like be going to the pantry and i'm like man you were living yeah. in the stone age until now <laughs> this is crazy i can't believe you didn't have the clips you could get them at so the supermarket lazy. for like 99 cents just they're so next lazy. to the chip aisle i know um but i mean yeah so number one here bec- i mean we should be conscious of the, how much our wardrobe can support this is a very small point here uh i think spence and i are both lucky to again we still live at home where i know spence is moving out like by end of year or something about something like mm-hmm. that uh, I'm probably looking to move out at the end of the year too. So, but until then, we have had the privilege of having all of what we want to wear in a uh, relatively accessible uh, space. Yeah, no, it's it's funny. Like, I mean, not to jump ahead of ourselves, but uh, yeah. someone was asking us about like, oh, what do you do for like like seasonal storage <laughs> or whatever? And like, because you know, I know some people like literally ship their clothes off to uh, a storage facility. I can't imagine doing that. I mean, one, because we live in California and we yeah. don't need to do it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. I like, I like, I, I, I like having the option of grabbing something when I need it. I'm afraid that I, I mean, would put it's something not, in storage. Okay, like, again, then, like, like, it it really depends. You know, like, yeah. I, I, almost everything I wear is in my bedroom behind me. I, it's a pretty big bedroom by most standards. Um, but relatively, bar, like, the crazy seasonal stuff. I'm talking, like, trench coats, leather jackets, etc., that I don't wear all the time, my room is pretty good at holding it. Of course, not everyone wants to have a room where your clothes are on racks. So uh, I have made that choice, and I'm deciding to live with it. Um, but that's kind of what I don't think you'd thing. be able to... You wouldn't be able to... Do, I mean, I, I have a rack that is, I think, like, falling apart. Um, uh, hey, I got my... You should get mine. Ikea, baby. 12 bucks. There you go. That is, that's it's, pretty good. Yeah, and they're um, pretty But yeah, pretty I'm, I am getting I am getting to the point where I'm like, okay, I need to sell some stuff off because <laughs> I'm running out of room. Well, I mean, I have a lot of boxes too, so it's like mm-hmm. I mean, and I put I so I put like the seasonal like like flannel suits or tweed jackets, etc. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm no stranger to putting stuff in the storage, um, and maybe and maybe that's kind of how it is too, where a lot of our clothes kind of are like the only thing we kind of truly archive are like seasonal stuff, like. That's what really makes us put something in the storage. You know, I think we still even wear for me, like, all of our know. shirts most of the time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, even uh, I have some, like, super, like, lightweight flannels that are, like, basically as heavy as Oxfords that I still wear yeah. uh, during the summer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, I guess, like, yeah, I, ha- I keep, like, uh, I will, like, swap, like, put my leather jackets or my N1 into, like, a coat closet or something. Yeah. During the summer, but that's like that's about the extent of it. Um, yeah. The only thing that the only things that I have in boxes right now are things that I'm like looking to sell. So I have a big box behind me of shit that I've like measured that I just need to I need to put on my Instagram story or whatever. So yeah, I mean, I already we'll get that. into how we we divest stuff later or the 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 uh, selections. But let's get into like how we approach our wardrobe and like what we actually archive because mm-hmm. uh, this comes from John who goes, "Do you want your wardrobe to build on yourself or do you like to replicate pieces?" Um actually, I don't know if you said that. <laughs> I said that. That was okay. me. Okay, got gotcha. you. Okay. Um and so I think one big thing here is that like we talked about in the previous episode about like vague menswear is that Spencer and I, our style really doesn't change that much. And a lot of what we like I, yeah, I feel has like already it's, existed and we can do it with the clothes that we already have. Yeah. It's evolved. But I mean, like a lot of the stuff that I bought when I was like in high school and dressing like a dork, 
I can still look back and say, it's like, okay, well, I mean, you know, this, like, I still, you know, going back, <laughs> jumping ahead to what's the oldest things in our closet, I have, like, a short jacket from, like, I don't know, like, 2013 or 2014. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I still wear, and, like, you know, even though I obviously do not dress the same as I do in 2013 or 2014, I can still wear some of the same pieces, just style. I mean, it's like, different. it's like recontextualizing yeah. stuff, basically. I mean, I mean, that's our big thing about about Spencer and I's approach to style and most sad heads in general. And if you're listening to this for the first time, sad head is what we affectionately called people who listen to this podcast. Um, but it's, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say we like, we take pride in having a huge diverse wardrobe. It's that our clothes, at least in our eyes are really versatile for what we want to yeah. do. Like, again, like I have seen denim sawtooth shirts, right? Like for a long time, I didn't buy it till maybe like, two years ago i mean back to when i was still working at scott chang maybe two, almost three years ago and i wore it like i saw it in like bracelets or in like old 30s stuff where like guys wore it with like wool ties and you wore that mm-hmm. with like maybe a sport coat or like a short coat and then you get the whole like urban cowboy thing going on or like 90s redo where like guys wore denim sawtooth shirts with like 90s 501s with like a western belt and like sneakers and it's like oh okay so that thing that i got can still work now you know and that's kind of a big reason why like okay well if if we knew this and and spencer the, the sawtooth thing isn't the first thing we've done with this like spencer mm-hmm. said the the ricky the, the short jacket the ricky jacket goes from like yeah it's 40s 50s can also be used like people people thrifted it in like the 70s and 80s people wore them too it can also approximate like the 90s windbreaker stuff yeah it can also approximate like the like the ralph lauren dad coats that they have you know so there's a lot of commonalities that we see maybe again maybe it's vague as we talked about in the previous episode but we see it as a piece that can be used across a multitude of different subgenres, and um it's it's pretty uh it's pretty cool to kind of be able to do that. Obviously it makes your wardrobe a lot bigger, but you know, it's, that's one reason why we just kind of keep stuff. Cause we know we're going to return and, to it eventually. Yeah. And I mean like a lot of the stuff that it's party that time. We it's have, Spencer's house. It is party time at my house. I apologize, everybody. Um, should I just, okay, whatever. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I mean, a lot of the stuff that we have kept, uh, yeah. uh is like the incredibly versatile stuff. Exactly. Um, like, like a lot of the, like, yeah, a lot of my shirts, I mean, not a lot of them, but like a good number of my shirts I bought like in, you know, like high school or early college yep. or whatever. And because, yeah, again, even though if my style has changed, like I can still find a way to wear a plain sport shirt or a random work short, short, uh, work shirt work. Yeah. or an OCBD or something, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. It's nice just to have. Uh, a lot of just cool basics, in my opinion. I mean, I mean, a lot of our, I mean, like, like, yeah, a lot of our wardrobe are basic. There's nothing really too specialized. I mean, apart from some of the silhouettes that we wear, it's pretty much like incredibly versatile. Do whatever we want to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And like even, maybe the like what like the weirdest things we have are like I don't know, like our hbt cargo pants and those are still just like green trousers, like essentially. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not like I think I've always said like my style isn't that crazy. Like it's not, and and like other than like a spear point collar, like that's not really that big a deal. And spear point collars, man, when Drake's came out with the long point collar, it's like, I had like at least twice where someone goes, Oh, is that shirt Drake's? I'm like, no, this is a shirt I commissioned for myself like fucking five years ago, man. Like it's, it's so old, you know? And I think that's one reason where, again, 
if Spencer and I were were focused on like being up to date all the time, maybe this would be a little bit different. Like maybe if we're more like throwing fits, but a lot like for us, we've been so poisoned by vintage and by that i mean like oh the 70s is just the 30s collegiate style <laughs> redone the 80s is just doing 40s bold look you know so it's like okay why don't we just approximate that with a piece yeah. we already have you know and so again we've been able to kind of slip through a lot of stuff and of course we could be wrong people could probably tell from a mile away we are not larry and fucking james doing the stuff but it's the idea that we like that aesthetic but we don't want to buy the new thing or maybe we we obviously know how big our wardrobe is, so we're just going to mm-hmm. use what we already have and and approximate it. You know, I, we don't yeah, really have a lot of hype stuff to begin with, anyway. I think, uh, yeah, figuring out how how to approximate looks is a very valuable skill, especially yes. if you're getting started. Um, have we I mean, have we done like a, an episode about that at any point? I don't know. I mean, Cut, it's kind of like yeah. POV, right? Where you're kind of just like you know, you're you're seeing a trend or something through your POV, so then you kind of approximate it. You know, mm. like it's it's one of those things where we know what we like, and we know that eventually we're gonna return to something because it's exactly. like we, we're not gonna be stupid and say when we stop wearing something, we hate it and we want to get rid of it. I feel like that's kind of a reaching point to say to assume, and it it's like yeah it's like a record man you're gonna come back to that song eventually you know i don't i think um maybe we're just uh idealist to say that we've hit it so early in our lives but i have a small feeling that we know i don't think our style is gonna go that crazy like we have a friend named we have a friend doug who we you know one of the stylish guys we've met where it's interesting to see him go through a bunch of these different looks but he still kind of retained the same through line where like at first it was like ivy he wore like you know blousey short sleeve ocvds with like stay pressed that kind of like mid-60s kind of look and then he started to get into like work wearable you know he'll wear like world war ii milsurp whatever stuff like that and then and then as ald started coming out you know he starts to approximate those kind of looks but like with vintage in mind so like you know like oh vintage usmc gray sweater with world war ii um pants but then with like a 70s camel coat on top to kind of give that like kind of blousey look um, or like very drapey, slouchy look. And then with like fucking common project sneakers or, or, or mm-hmm. as he got now, he got like the new dunks, you know? So he's, it's still like kind of similar, you know, but he's not entirely creating a new wardrobe. Again, that's, I don't know. He could be in the background, but I'm just basing this off of the few things I've seen. I mean, seen. you know, the, the idea of just creating a new wardrobe also just seems like, insane and daunting you know um i think well i mean I, I, I doubt many people actually do this like you know they throw out everything and buy a whole new wardrobe but even even just like the yeah that like expectation or mindset just doesn't seem it, it i don't know it's like again for me like menswear and stuff i do it because i think it's fun i don't want to have to like i don't want to have to to worry about it that much right i you know because we've said before like we're kind of or at least you did you're like more of a hobbyist or same thing with mj as well and kiyoshi but i think the difference is that we have seen these things come and go um either like historically you know where we again 70s 30s whatever and so it's like you know what if i want to do disco later I'm probably going to, you know, I'm probably going to retain this. Or mm-hmm. I don't I don't think you even think about it that far ahead. I think we just like we'll just do it. 
You know, like yeah. I have a I have a navy blazer that I'm like, okay, I got it because I want it to be preppy, and then it's like, oh wait a minute, I can wear this with fucking like sweat sweat like sweats and to do like an ALD kind of a thing, or I can wear it with like gray flannels or you know approximately a seventies thing with it. Like, oh yeah, it's it's totally versatile. And so and I mean, there there have been yeah. so many times where I have been saved from a brick fit. Uh, by like a piece in my wardrobe that I haven't like worn in like two years where I just like pull it out and I'm like oh shit this would be like perfect with it or like I look at it and I'm like just struck with an inspiration for an entirely new outfit built around it Um, so that's one of the other reasons I'm hesitant to get rid of shit is because like all the time people like oh if you don't wear something for six months throw it out but there have been again yeah there are just so many times where something I haven't worn for much more than six months saves my life <laughs> it, you you look up out of your crash car and it's it's your OCBD <laughs> it's, holding out a sleeve to save you. You know exactly. It's right Someone there. That one. <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah, I magical mean, OCBD that is your friend. I think Brooks Brothers should start selling that. That's that. That's going to save the company. Campaign. There it is. Um, see, I mean, again, like we we are not as focused as like being as uh, like in the moment as some other people. Um, maybe because we're so narcissistic that we think whatever we wear is fine, <laughs> you know? <Yep. laughs> but, like, I mean, I, you know, I, I like to say that I want to feel 100% about my outfits, but I don't have to feel 100% about each of my clothing, because I know, again, it's like food! Like, I'm not gonna swear off pad thai because I've been feeling fucking ramen lately, like, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna, like, block block all the yelp results to, like if i look up for food i'm like oh well i'm in a robin mood so i cannot look at any more pho. you know like mm-hmm. that doesn't really make sense to me and so again like mentioned, it makes it's we always return it always comes even even into the old stuff that we bought even if the old fits were bricked compared to now we can still wear those things and it's because yeah. you can always wear an ocbd and you just wear it you know, if you get it with the, if you get the piece with the right details, it'll serve you forever. You know, this is why we like at least being conscious. Like, I'm not going to buy a new OCBD just because my old one is blousey. I feel like I wear enough jackets to cover it. But then it's good because then now uh, blousey stuff is, quote, in. So I can still wear it and not feel out of place. So it, it's, it's all about kind of owning the look that you're after. Absolutely. And if you don't yeah. have one, which isn't a bad thing, you can always look at it. But like, it, again, it's a different mindset. And so for us, we like to put stuff into the archive um, and then bring it out later. Um, also, selling clothing is a fucking pain in the ass, as Spencer it said. It sucks. Yeah, I hate like, it. Like, <laughs> I mean, part part of it is because I do, like, e-commerce is a big part of my job. But, like, it's, I, I really, I, I don't want to go home and, like, measure shit and, like, have to mail it out and stuff. It's annoying. So most of the time, I have sold clothes to vintage stores where I know that I'm getting ripped off. But, like, I just want to get rid of it, and I'm, you know, giving my... Maybe not ripped off, you're selling at a loss. I'm selling at a loss, but I'm getting, like, store credit, so I'm, like, I'm just going to get more clothes anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean... But it's, again, it's, like, a lot of the stuff I, I didn't spend enough to really, like, feel like I'm losing so much. It's like, oh, no, I bought this suit for $120, and I'm only getting $100 in store credit, like... It's negligible. It's not, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's one of those things where we already, for most of our items, we have got it for cheap, mm-hmm. like super affordable. We've like I've thrifted vintage Brooks button-down collar shirts. I have gotten you know again fifty bucks for a gabardine shirt, like you know, that that's baggy and everything. Like 
it works out. Like I've gotten like my World War Two um, overalls or coveralls for like forty bucks. You know, it it does like because we got it for so cheap. I don't want to make the effort as much as like like to kind of sell it to get the money back. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then also, who's gonna pay for it? Yeah, because there are other things like I have a couple suits where like I got I got them and then I like tailored them a lot and I'm like oh well there are some like weird alterations now so I don't know yeah. who I'm gonna be able to sell this to exactly so it, it's it, it's tough it's like it, it's I mean yeah like don't I don't know I feel like we've said it's like oh you could think of clothing as an investment but you shouldn't it's not you're not gonna well I guess it's kind of different because back. again we're we're doing this mainly when you have your POV like locked in. And then when you kind of know what you want to look like and, and you know the piece itself, like, for example, I think a lot of guys, they don't thrift and they don't have the kind of again self-referential seeing approximations all over the place. And so the only way to improve is to buy something new, um, even from starting out, they have to buy something new. And so from then on, then it's kind of an investment because you're buying it again, unhandled, basically, and mm-hmm. then you have the option of keeping it as in good condition as possible to eventually resell if you think you're going to get rid of it. But for me, I, I rather like kind of, you know, again, let's just talk about like Navy blazers here. Um, I kind of got again, the vintage sack blazer and it's so versatile to me that it doesn't make any sense to kind of get rid of it. And if I did, it's like, who's going to pay me $20 for this jacket I got for, or who's going to pay me like 60 bucks for this jacket I got for $20? Might as well just yeah. give it to someone. If I might as well give it to someone, why don't I just hold on to it if it's not falling apart? You know, because I know I'm going to wear it anyway. You know, like for me, um, and especially for Spencer, I think upgrading has got to be such a huge exponential improvement over the original mm-hmm. in terms of not just like make but in terms of details and RPOV. Like it's exactly, like it's got to be exactly what I'm looking for. Because otherwise, vintage will be better than just some random thing, you know. Like, again, like like for me, like a ring jacket is great, but like, I've I was able to wear it and get it for cheap first. I mean, there's a whole thing with commissioning vintage commissioning that we talked about. We're like, we just know what we want, and if it's anything less, it's just not worth it. So, mm-hmm. but let's how about this? Let's move to uh, a question from John now. This is the real one. Um, the real question. Yeah. When do you divest an item, and when do you archive it? Um, and I can, let me, I guess I can take the beginning part of this. Um, and he also asked anything, any examples of items that have reemerged from the archive and that went back to regular rotation. I think one big thing here is to talk about things in terms of rotation. I know Spencer, this is different for Spencer because Spencer has a more of like kind of a more basics uniform approach to um to clothing whereas i don't i kind of dress a lot more emotionally based on inspiration and based on just like how i feel about about getting things and so for me there is there really isn't a a rotation per se it's more so like what do i feel like so i i literally go to the archives all the time i'm like okay what shirt is calling out to me what what sports shirt whatever and so those kind of come in and out and some days like if we use sports shirts as an example um, I used to wear solids when I first got into sports shirts. 
And then I got into Aloha Rayon shirts and, and Check Sport shirts, and I wore that. And then now, as I'm kind of going to this more basics route of, you know, kind of 90s redo, whatever, I started wearing the solids again. So Because, you know, again, like we're seeing a lot of a lot of brands rep doing plain solid rayon shirts. So that's how we're yeah, approximating it, it, the look without exactly, spending $150, $175. would have made sense to get rid of, like, yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know, the plain ones. You know, same thing with, like, Spear Points and OCBs. I have two. I have I wear two styles of shirts with ties spear points and ocbds some days i feel like wearing ivy and then some days i feel like wearing a like a spear point collar to do like with a collar bar and that just i can't tell you when that happens it just it just happens you know just like wearing like my whole essay on wearing solid like solid sport coats like i've you should always have them doesn't mean you have to wear them every day and so i've gone back and forth you know so the only time I honestly divest an item is when I literally can't wear it anymore. Usually that is because the fit is bad or the silhouette is just not what I want. And it's nothing new has been divested. Only things old, aka suit supplier, fast fashion stuff is mainly the thing that's been gotten rid of, you know, or I just bought it a couple sizes too small because I didn't realize I wanted, you know, a bigger. <laughs> you didn't know you fit. didn't, you didn't uh, know you wanted the fuller cut. Exactly. That's about it. What about you, Spencer? What do you think when you divest, when do you archive all that kind of stuff? Um, yeah, I mean, I divest when it's something that I know that I'm never going to wear again. Like a lot of my vintage suits, again, while I can still think they're cool for, oh, it has interesting cloth or has interesting, you know, like maybe it has a really good lapel. I, I know realistically I'm not going to wear something with like super bold shoulders or, you know, like something in a super heavy tweed or something with a really low buttoning stance. That'll get rid of, um, I mean, it, it again, really depends on the amount of effort, um, <laughs> involved in getting rid of something, but it's mostly, it's mostly stuff that, um, I just know I will never wear again. Uh, there was some stuff that I was planning on selling cause I outgrew it, but then last year I lost some weight and I can now fit it in again. So I didn't necessarily keep it because I'm like, oh, this will fit eventually, but it ended up working out. Yeah. See, I mean, yeah, it, it always it always works out. All all roads lead to the freeway. All roads friend, do lead to the freeway, as my friend Jeremiah has once told me. Um, Sounds I mean, like a Judge Doom. I am the law. Yeah. What's yeah? Oh, Judge Judge Doom, not Judge. Not Judge Dredd. Dredd. Judge oh, Doom. I mean, ha- hey, how about? Uh, I sounded. What was the movie like that we pitched at the beginning? <laughs> Ghost Window. James Bond and the Ghost Window. I think yeah. Judge both judges could be in there. Judge Dredd of, and Judge Doom. Is Judge uh, is Judge, Judge Doom is? He's, yeah, I, I know the difference. I know yeah. the difference. Okay, now I'm saying is Judge Doom working for Bowser, or is ooh, Bowser working he could for be. Judge Doom? I think. Ooh, that's that's a that's a good question. Who's the who's the I, big bad? <laughs> may, yeah, maybe maybe you kill Bowser and then it's like actually. I was controlling Bowser. Hey, hey you know, uh, hey Bond, tunes. hey Bond, you know, uh, you know, what's her name, Vesper? <laughs> when I killed her, I sounded just like this. Um, and then he just anyway. gives, gives Bond the dip. Yeah. Oh my God, it's dip. Let's watch that movie as a as a Patreon episode. <laughs> it's a meme, you dip. You gotta watch, Let's that, watch video. that video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A whole Patreon episode about yeah. the Minecraft um, T-shirt kid. Yeah. I mean, again, like, I think I, I feel you on, like, the kind of, I mean, I've also kind of gone through, like, a little bit of, like, weight fluctuation as well. 
Um, but in general, like I've always had this idea of what I wanted to look like. I, again, it hasn't really changed too much. And so thankfully, as long as it fits, I'll still wear it, man. Like it's mm. not like I get like, like another good example, spear point collar. Oh, I want to do seventies. Look, I'll just unbutton the shirt, you know, no tie, no collar bar. And I'll wear it with a bandana around my neck. Fucking seventies right there. You know, there's a couple of shirts that I am scared of growing out of that were custom made for me. Um, but it's like, you know, until then it's, it's, it'll still be there. You can't go wrong with a fucking striped shirt, man. Like, it's like, I don't understand, you know, again, buying a new thing. I don't really, I don't really have any specialized clothing that is like one look only. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like a, a big thing. I think I, like I'm, I'm crazy for having like a bunch of different like you know just light blue shirts but Hell it, they're, yeah, I, they're all different in some way like i i don't have multiple of the same kind of like oxford shirt um i don't know if many people do that where it's like oh i have like four different blue oxfords from different brands but i mean i think that's the one thing that keeps my wardrobe like small like managed is yeah. i'm able to say i already have something close enough to this i don't need I don't need something like that. You know, I don't need, yeah. I don't need another uh, Oxford with, you know, a red stripe because I have that already. Yeah, exactly. We, we just have had that. One, one big thing in terms about archiving is that I think for me and Spencer, we're, we're continually looking at our clothes. <laughs> like it's like uh-huh. right there. Like, again, you can't see, but behind me, my suit rack is right there. And so I, it's not, to me, it's not really archiving in the sense of like storing it to come out later. It's more so again, it's all laid out there and waiting for me to get inspired by looking at it, you know? And I, I, I definitely, you know, have days again where I, I favor some stuff over the other, you know, like, I think a good example again, could be like my fedoras and that's, Oh yeah. Great example where it's like, <laughs> you know, I could have gotten rid of my silver belly a long time ago. It's one of the first fedoras I ever bought. I bought it at paper moon vintage a uh, really great vintage store. I think they're online now, unfortunately, because the pandemic forced them to close their oh, brick and mortar. But it's like, I could have gotten rid of it. You know, I know what I knew wore it. I already knew that guys wore it like in the vintage, like kind of Western-y, you know, kind of like 40s dad. It's very like mid 40s, you know, wear it with like a sport shirt in the backyard with chinos kind of a thing. <laughs> are you descri- Are you just describing Ryan Gosling in uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. Gangster Squad? <laughs> that's, that's all I could think of. And that's I think that's kind of why I bought the hat. But like, oh, it's only that thing. And then all of a sudden, Bryson started coming out. And I became friends with Cody Wellema, got, got to see more musician inspo. I was like, oh. There's more ways to wear this thing that is so classic. Cool. And now I'm glad I wear it. And I, find, I wear it, I think, more than my custom uh, Wellama fedora, at least a black one. And then and then this whole past week, you know, I commissioned the black Wellama fedora. I wore it a little bit. Couldn't figure out how to wear it. And then I wore it, like, two times this past week. So it's like, you know, you just kind of gotta get inspired by this kind of, this kind of thing. And it's not... None of them are like that special. Maybe the black fedora is a little bit special. Maybe the Western, my Western fedora is basically a fedora with a thin band that makes it look Western because it's a tonal ribbon on a similarly tonal uh, felt. But like, you know, it, it just didn't make sense in retrospect to kind of sell it off. I did get rid of my boaters because huh. that's kind of weird. That's Those a little are too hard special. To wear. Yeah. And also like, they're just too small for me. I don't know how I ever wore them. I, I think I just like forced myself to wear them. You know, I think I've gotten rid of a couple of um, stuff where 
it just didn't make it like the button stance was too low. Like I think I, uh, Andy has a lot of my older clothes and um, some of that stuff is like, oh, I got them a little too tapered. And so I don't want to sell it for like on eBay. So I sold it for him like 20, 50 bucks, you know, per item, not that much. And, uh, you know, and he still wears them, you know, which is great. Um, I mean, that's I've, the other, that's the other thing like with vintage clothing and, you know, the, the mindset that you, the curse you get from vintage clothing is you don't want to see things like go to waste like i mean obviously like you know that the same should be for all clothes but i feel i feel bad like throwing away vintage clothing like even yeah. if it's kind of ratty or something like this in the in a way that i wouldn't feel bad just tossing a shirt that i got at like target or whatever um so i like that's i mean i yeah my i could just like like toss a bunch of shit that i'm like oh i'm never gonna be able to sell this or whatever but i, I feel yep. bad I want to see it continue to like I don't know live, <laughs> live. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, big thing. I think we talked about this with the merch episode. Like, I have, I still own my my Star Wars T-shirts from college, and I see. I think it's different because, like, I I know that like obviously I don't wear it every day, but there are days when I wear a T-shirt. It's still rare, but I, like I don't want to get rid of it. Also, like yeah. those T-shirts don't exist anymore. Like, it's kind of cool. again. You're not. If it's like again, it's it's a vintage thing. If you get rid of it, you're not going to be able to get it back ever again <laughs> exactly you know i i can't really imagine again we are it, it's inherent in us to like not build and like wear new things um all the time um and i think one big thing too is because with the approximation thing it's like okay I don't, again we don't need to buy the new thing to get that particular like look and also on the on the, on the flip side it also prevents us from trying new things because we don't like want to see what we already have go to waste mm-hmm. you know it's like yeah i could upgrade my drake's one this is kind of recent where like i upgraded my spear and mckay jacket with a drake's one and then all of a sudden i saw that drop 93 posted like a ring jacket huh. from the armory on there in balloon i'm like fuck but it's like you know what like i just got this thing i should just continue to wear it and and kind of you know make and force myself to do it and yeah you could argue that i'm not giving a hundred percent but you know what like fuck it also i don't have like a thousand dollars man like yeah. i'm not gonna you know and i still own my spear mckay jacket you know maybe i'll still wear it because the drake's one is slightly different but you know i also know that i'm kind of growing out of the spear and mckay silhouette it's a little bit too narrow in the shoulders for me and like that's again a, an aesthetic change where i wish i had it originally but i couldn't afford it and now i can so that's kind of how one thing kind of changes other than that again other than like you know me not wanting to or unable to let something out because of a tapering you cut out the fabric hmm. um you just you know if it doesn't really support stuff anymore it kind of gets removed but so far things have kind of have kind of plateaued you know our military chinos are are perfect for whatever we want to do ivy business casual if we wanted yeah. to or like workwear milsurp you know um and so for buying for long term I wouldn't say we do that with like in 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 the sense that it's gonna last, but we do it because we know we're gonna be able to do a lot of aesthetics with this particular mm-hmm. thing. Like it, my Balmacan from that I got from that we've mentioned a couple times is like, it's great to wear for like forties dressy stuff. It also works with like sweaters and hoodies to get like an ALD kind of a look. It also works for like the pity look where every guy seems to be wearing a Balmacan to pity. So it's it just kind of it kind of worked out like that. I don't think we thought about like oh this is the most classic version that will stand the test of time. It's more so how can I do other stuff? 
at the same time. Yeah, I mean, know, that's whatever. that's the that's the great thing about once you actually kind of figure out what your uh, POV or look yeah. is. Um, I mean, there ha- I, I haven't bought anything in like years and thought to myself, oh, I hope I'm like still into this in a couple months. Like that thought like does not enter my mind because I know if I'm looking at it, I'm so static, baby. I'm so stable. <laughs> or I look at it if I'm looking at it now and liking it, uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident in you know in that I will like it a couple years from now. Um, so I I always try to like buy stuff with like long term uh, wear in mind. Yeah. Like, you know, people you could like people could like you know uh, people could could balk at how much we spend on Aldens, but if you expect to wear those, you know, for the next like forty plus years. Which shoes, your foot size doesn't uh, change as much. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, I think shoes is one of the recent things that Spencer and I have kind of divested in a sense where we've where we got Aldens and whatever. Like, I got rid of, like, my Allen, Allen Edmonds ones. Also, because they didn't really fit right, but I kind of forced myself to wear them. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's a good example of, like, something that kind of, kind of just stays but yeah, in, so, in the... Uh, so, if, yeah, if something, if something is, like, expensive, but it is a, like, theoretical one-time payment, yeah. that's much easier for me to swallow than... Oh, I'm gonna like buy these shoes, but then I'm gonna have to get another pair of shoes next year when I don't like these anymore, or when they're not as in style or whatever. It's yeah, it's nice to have that kind of stability. I mean, you know, again, you force yourself to force versatility, right? Yeah. Like you know, you commit, you commit to it. Like again, like me with my tassel loafers, like I wear those like literally all the time, and it's like, oh, I don't like sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I have specialized shoes. Like I have like the LHS for more casual stuff. But sometimes, some days I'm like, you know, what? I'm gonna wear the I'm gonna wear the uh, tassel loafers. I'm gonna wear it with shorts. I'm gonna wear it with jeans. I'm gonna wear it with trousers. I'm gonna wear it with a suit. It kind of just keeps going on, and uh, it's because I love it, and I don't really feel the need to kind of again divest them or 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 you know sell something else off. Um, and so yeah, long term is always kind of in the back of our heads. But it's not the only, it's like, it's not the only reason. And we've also looked out where a lot of the vintage stuff that we buy is in relatively good condition and it's relatively affordable. Like, again, mm-hmm. I could, I could understand like, oh, like you thrifted like a Ralph Lauren OCBD, which again has typically smaller collars and has branding on it. And then you wear that to work and then all of a sudden you go, okay, I'm going to buy uh, a Drake's version. For us, we've been lucky to find the Brooks Brothers OCBDs. And so, um... When Drake's comes out with theirs, like Spencer said earlier, I don't even have to buy the red stripe shirt because I already have the red stripe shirt that that already has a very similar aesthetic and and detail and everything. Um, and plus, we like vintage shirts better than Drake's OCBDs. Yeah, exactly. It's always like I want, like I want anyway. like a, I want a like a '60s '70s uh, Brooks Oxford. That's yeah. that, it, like that's the perfect OCBD. And from what I understand, that's Jake's, right? They make it based on that. Jake's, but, Mercer and Sons as well. Yeah, but you know. I'm not going to pay that much for an OCBD, frankly. Not yeah, not until we can't find them anymore, uh-huh. because we've been pretty good about about finding you know relatively you know unworn stuff. And then seasonal clothes, uh, Spencer and I don't really buy anything that's too seasonal, you know. So that that kind of uh, I tried. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing. Out. I try to buy stuff that's like I could wear this four seasons. This is something that I could wear. Yeah, this is more LA. Uh, so again, we are lucky to have this, um, but it's like oh. Why buy white linen pants? You can buy white cotton pants that you can wear more year round. Because linen, exactly. as said, a couple. Of, I'm gonna uh, wear my white ago. pants in 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 autumn when it's because uh, I mean it's still fucking hot here in autumn. Uh, yeah, but I mean but it's yeah, like if I had gotten linen, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be able to wear those. Yeah, and that's mainly because uh, cotton can go with flannel and linen, but linen cannot go with flannel. Like that's weird. That's yeah. a weird 
combination. Um, and so kind of maybe lastly, we already talked a little bit about trendy clothes. We don't really buy trendy clothes. Again, it, it just kind of helps that menswear is moving, especially the post-pandemic menswear or the menswear merger, as Simon Crompton has called it. It's kind of moving in the direction that is in our wheelhouse inherently. <laughs> you know, everyone is everyone's going to fall into sad head dumb uh, at some point. Yeah, I mean, come on, DB, wearing DBs open, you know, high-waisted pants, you know, long collars, white socks. Like, bro, we've been doing this. Not saying that, that like, it's nothing new, but it's more like we just kind of already were, were prepared. And we there was no way for us to predict it. It just it just worked out, man. Like, like exactly. again, I got Rayon Western shirts. And then all of a sudden, Wythe is making theirs, you know? And I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to buy the Wythe one because I have the original one. You know, like it just it just fucking worked out. And yeah, maybe I'll archive it, you know, and by that, I mean, maybe they'll fall out of favor. I won't get inspiration to wear it when the hype for the other pieces die. But Spencer and I also have had no issues wearing something that's not yeah. currently cool either. <laughs> like we, It's like it's so weird when I see comments on like style form or whatever, where people are like talking about like Western shit. It's like, oh, you guys are all going to look like so, like so silly in a year when the Western trend is out. But it's like. I don't know if you like genuinely find that you if you fall into Western wear during a trend and then find that you like genuinely like it shouldn't yeah. feel bad about continuing to wear it even after like GQ is not telling you to buy it anymore. You know, like, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the other thing that people need to learn is just be more secure uh, and confident in their choices when it comes to menswear. That's a huge thing. I mean, that's that's the, again, if we talk about why we keep stuff, it's because we know we're going to wear it and we absolutely uh-huh. know we're going to wear this shit, man. Um, I think the real that's kind I mean, of a unique the, thing the, for us. The real super, you know, we keep talking about it as a curse, but maybe it's a superpower to be in vintage <laughs> because then you can predict where things are going. <laughs> You're always ahead of the curve because everyone's constantly just looking back, just yeah, like exactly. in the new Hugh Jackman movie Reminiscence out on HBO. Wait, oh fuck. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know if I'm gonna have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch in theaters. I'm gonna straight up watch it in theaters. Did you watch it already? Uh, no, I'll probably. Okay. I'll probably just watch it at home if I watch it. Damn it, especially you gotta use your AMC I'm Hey, I'm seeing uh, Escape Room 2 Tournament of Champions today with uh, Jay. It's still out? It's still, it's still out. out. Oh, shit, dude. We're I the only two in the theater. That's. I wish I could see it, man. I, I, I was just lamenting the fact that my theater uh, no longer has it. Oh, uh, no. I also want to see Jungle Cruise because that's dumb, and I want to see what happens. Dude, I was lo- yeah, I was looking at the movies today, and I'm like, Jesus, there's like nothing that I'm like super interested in yet. Free Guy was actually, I think Free Guy was better than like Black Widow because it's like kind of meta and like dumb. Uh-huh. Um, there's a there's a really good Joe Black. I mean, I guess the Paper Man thing works if if uh, everything's just being reused over and over. Okay. There's a Joe Black thing that happens in it, so it's uh, like where he gets like hit by a car. Yeah, we're like they're oh, both looking at fun. each other. Yeah, um, but anyway, maybe we'll let's finish off here with the fact that we've had some old stuff that we've 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 kept yeah. forever. Spencer, what what's some old stuff that you've you've kept for such a long uh, time? I mean, like and, I said, and, and if you know when you got it as well. I mean, like I said, there's that like short jacket. It's like a navy uh, whip cord, so like just kind of like a like wool twill, I guess. Um, short jacket that's like from the like 40s or 50s probably i got that in like i don't know like 2014 or 2015 i have a couple sport shirts not many because i you know have sold a lot of them 
uh, a couple sport shirts that I've kept from that time, like a, a lot of my plain ones, and then like I have a, a plaid one that's from probably around the same time. Uh, I see on your list you have your sport or you have your like uh, uh, spear points, which oh, we both man. got. We both got from Natty shirts around the same period. We were ordering from them. Yeah, in like actually, 2016 or 2017, whatever. Yeah, or maybe even before that, because actually 2017, I started working at Ascot Chang. So technically, yeah, this so, is older, 2014, so maybe. Probably, yeah, maybe 15? 2015 or t- 2016. Because, I mean, we were ordering from them, like, for a couple years. Like, we would do, like, what, like, one or two? I mean, I think I only did, like, maybe two orders from them. Oh, I, but... I did, like, three. Three. I did three orders. And again, we're trying not to support this stuff because we want to make sure clothes are made more ethically now obviously we don't yeah. know the pricing but back then if you bought five shirts you get six one for free uh and basically after shipping it would be like 25 to 30 dollars a shirt for a made to measure shirt um not all of them worked as we talked about in the square point collar uh uh episode a while back not all of them have held up especially mine um but I still continually wear a lot of yeah. those shirts, man. Those are like my dedicated dress shirts. You know? I think there's only one that I don't wear anymore, and that's because it was like a French cuff. Like I had like oh, yeah. uh, a shirt that's... that Jack Nicholson wears. This is like the most unspencer shirt ever. It's a shirt that Jack Nicholson wears in uh, Chinatown where it's like pink with a white contrast collar. God, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually a peek into old Spencer. Like that, that contrast is. collar with like French cuffs, you know, bold ties with, uh, and yeah. Spencer would wear um, tie clips, I think, as well. Crazy to think, Spencer, that you have like moved away from that kind of aesthetic. Mm. But the shirt, I mean, maybe not that shirt, but the, the shirt will come back. I mean, again, spear points are one big one for me. Leather jackets I've had for since like 2017, you know, and I go I mean, that's another good. That's another good candidate for a, you know, buy it for life thing, especially since they're so expensive, but. Um, yeah, I, well, I guess, I guess you have like several leather jackets, but again, they're all different styles. So exactly. But okay. If we talk about like a real, like archiving coming out, like my banana Republic Aiden fit Cheetos, which, which <laughs> apparently don't exist anymore because all of the Cheetos from banana Republic now have stretch in the minor hundred percent cotton. They're like mid rise slim leg. I've had those when I worked at banana Republic from 2015 to 2016 and of course, you might not see it all the time, but I still wear those things. Why? Because they, they're, like, similar fit to, like, the Drake's fit, at least from, like, you know, early stuff. And so for, like, Ivy, you know, they look kind of like a 60s Chino. I, if I want to do that look, I'll bring it back. You know, it's and again, it's about, like, moods and, and, and uh, emotional inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, again, my sports shirts, the Gabardine ones that I have, have been – I've had that since I first started getting the vintage. And I thank God, just like my spear points, I made the decision to get a blousey one. And so they still fit me even now, you know. That's kind of kind of a big a big thing for me. Uh, one I didn't write down that I just thought of. So I one of my first chore coats was, like, you know, a nice French blue – like it's really well worn it's kind of inside mm-hmm. breast pocket you know it's probably european it's made of like this really cool twill i got that like 2017 18 when i like you know when i first started getting into drakes because i was like okay i'm gonna approximate this drakes look with this and then i got the drakes overshirt because i wanted more of like a teba sport coat style thing that was a lot more cleaner and then now i'm like 
kind of going back to bringing out this chore coat, wearing huh. it with like my HBT work pants, making kind of like a pseudo work suit with it, wearing it with t-shirts, kind of like what I did before, except a little bit more intentional. And see, so it wouldn't have made sense to completely upgrade my um, chore coat or with, with the Drake's overshirt. You know, it kind of it's kind of fun to have two different things to kind mm-hmm. of pick a, a based on the aesthetic. You know, of course, you know. I could have just worn my Drake's overshirt with the HBT pants, but the vintage short coat is also cut differently. It's shorter. It's more lived in. I also wore it to paint a couple of times. So there's paint splatters a little bit on the body. And so it's, it's become a new garment to me that, you know, is worth bringing out of the archive. You know, it's, it's classic painter Ethan 2018, you know, know, or like, you know, and, and I think maybe if we think about stuff like that, you know, think of yourself as like a designer, maybe like you're kind of, you know, referencing the past, you know, it's like, yeah, Spencer, if Spencer wore a spear point with like a sack jacket, oh, it's like Spencer 2017 kind of coming back a little bit, you know, because we, we are like that. We are self-referential people. We like looking to the past and, and bringing in something new in there. You know, we're, as much as we're kind of predicting sometimes a little bit of where things are going. So, and being conscious of this is how we are able to quote archive things, maybe unintentionally, and then bringing them back when we when the emotion comes to us you know mm-hmm. of course we buy new things like i bought you know new 501s right like that's kind of a new thing for me because before i would just wear like one pair of jeans but now i have like the like the levi's 90s 501s yeah. you know i bought ring jacket you know but i still have 1940 sport coats in there like like the houndstooth one i wrote about in the in the um brown check jacket article i've got like i got i have i, st- I wore my khaki fucking spirit uh suit supply db that i've kind of brought out of the archive that's a literal archive one that's kind yeah. of come back i remember he posted the facebook post of you being like i Which want one? this back in like 2013 13. or 2012 yeah. or whatever and it's still here i wore it with i wore it with like a turtleneck to like a party i wore it with like a fucking um fedora to kind of you know approximate like a like a bracelet thing and it helps because it's a it's a it's a khaki db it, it, i don't know what to tell you it's such a classic thing you know i i've never been like oh i gotta buy these fucking off-white jordans and then struggle to figure out how to wear them later on you know i mm-hmm. wouldn't say that we're better for it but we because we're just stuck in this kind of like americana past you know our style hasn't changed you know call us boring if you want to but i i still say that we've been able to kind of approximate and fit into other aesthetics with relative ease thanks to the archiving yeah and it's just like it's it's i I mean yeah a lot of this comes from the mindset of being uh collectors and vintage collectors but i don't know i think as i've said before it is it has gotten me out of a couple jams i like having a large diverse wardrobe um yeah and i'm and i'm happy i'm happy to keep things for as long as they as long as as they survive yeah like that, i mean yeah. that like mr freedom jacket that i got like you know i'm planning on wearing that like forever like i want that i can't wait for that to like i mean also like you know it's it, like you know frankly it's expensive like so that's one of the other reasons i want to wear it forever yep. but um yeah it's like one of those things where i just i i, I like also just how clothing kind of ages as you yeah. wear it, as you wear it enough and it becomes more and more yours, which is why I like keeping things for so long. That's my yeah, favorite. I mean, that's the, that's when I think everything looks best. Again, we try and get the most bang for our buck, at, but with the best possible 
bang as you know as <laughs> we can bang. you know again vintage brooks brothers Pol- vintage polo ralph lauren vintage military stuff they've lasted for so long and we tend we also tend to be pretty picky when we when we do get them like my, my world war ii chinos have no stains on them at all yeah and so i can wear them to work if i if i wanted to you know my tie my ties are one good reason i mean it just like I, ties you know like why get rid of them when you're gonna return i mean i'm gonna i'm probably gonna return to a rep stripe at some point you know foolards you know knit ties like right now again this is not menswear but i thought it'd be fun to kind of close on this i still own my tintin books from 2000 like when i was a kid i still own them mm. and over the pandemic i decided to reread them you know what and it it's like, yeah, you collect books. You're going to reread them at some point, hopefully, you know, or, or reference them. So, you know, just like with records, you know, and maybe this whole episode is useless to you if you are not a collector. So I'm sorry you had to listen to it, but it's a peek into the mind of the insane. Yeah. The criminally but I think, honestly, insane. if once you have that collector mindset, it does make you more intentional because I think even though we have a lot of clothes, the the uh bo- the uh what do you call it the boundaries borders the uh, you you the hurdles you there have you to go. get through to to uh to add something to the collection is still very high for us which is why we have a very specific pov but once it makes it there we know we're gonna wear it hopefully for life um yeah. you know body and physique <laughs> um and damage um you know uh, apart from those things and so Hopefully this has been helpful to you in how we archive and how we keep clothing and everything. We really recommend it if if that's really how it fits into your clothing. But if not, fuck off, I guess, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, under- I understand why some people like like having a minimalist wardrobe because yeah, it's like a lot less. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, to be like a Mark Zuckerberg, it's a lot less uh, decision anxiety, I guess. Yeah, um, but hey, when decision you dress- fatigue. What does he call it? Whatever. But- yeah, yeah. But when you dress emotionally, you don't have fatigue because every decision you make is like awesome. Yeah. That's um, kind of if, so yeah. I've, oh, if you have the, if you have, I just joined in uh, a, a voice chat in our Discord on accident. Whoopsie uh, another, daisy. Another, but hey, another that's plug a good for transition. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you guys want to discuss more with us, uh, and again, shout outs to our, our Discord for kind of bringing this up for us because it's a really cool idea. Um, and it's a specific shout out to JTR because he's got some, and also he's kind of on our side with this because he also kind of archives things. Yeah. But yeah, um, if you, hey, if you want to influence future episodes patreon.com slash style direction talk with us directly we'll you know we'll get to it i know eric has been talking uh, to us about doing an episode on color which is on the docket before the end of the year as well and so yeah uh that's five dollars a month uh we appreciate if you guys do that uh ten dollars will get you that plus i say your name um and a bonus episode that goes for everybody as well um Mm. but big thank you to austin malott shane curry philip gagard Audrey Jessica, Jeremy Ostreicher, Jarrett Colian, and James Devonzo. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much. Um, if you guys can't support in that way, it's okay. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, but you can also give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Uh, hopefully, the logo is back to normal. We had I don't know, I don't know if no one's caught it. It's just Ethan and Spencer and yeah. MJ who caught the issue here. But hopefully, by then it'll be the regular logo. Um, but yeah, we hope to we hope to see you guys jump in our our follow up chat because I'm sure you guys have plenty of questions. I'm sure the Discord has plenty of questions and comments when we go on Twitch, uh, at 8 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, we also do a gaming stream on Wednesdays, uh, we, which we've been seeing some scary and spooky stuff yeah. lately. Um, the vods are on YouTube. Uh, I'm Ethan M Wong. Uh, I'm Spencer DSO. 
And big ups to MJ for producing the podcast. Don't get on mic. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.